I'm Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. Previously, the Israelites made a commitment and signed a binding agreement to honor God. They are becoming serious about their relationship with God, trying to honor Him in every aspect of their lives. In addition to the spiritual needs of the people, they had practical issues that still needed to be addressed. So I'm going to read from uh, Nehemiah chapter 11, verses 1 through the beginning of verse 4. Now the leaders of the people settled in Jerusalem, and the rest of the people cast lots to bring out one bring one out of every ten to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while the remaining nine were to stay in their own towns. The people commended all the men who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. These are the provincial leaders who settled in Jerusalem. Now some Israelites, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants lived in the towns of Judah, each on his own property in the various towns, while other people from both Judah and Benjamin lived in Jerusalem." And then if we continue to read through Nehemiah 11, it's the name game again. It is the name mm. game. Lots of genealogy and lots and lots and lots of names. Um, but it's kind of fun because if you want to read all the way through Nehemiah, one, your brain will exercise greatly trying to figure <laughs> out how to say the how names. To those names. Yes. But then also it talks about, um, sometimes it gives the the job and the position that some of these names held, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. So there's just a lot to talk about here. Um, So first off, it talks about, um, well, one, why in the world were the people who volunteered to stay in the city commended? A lot of people didn't want to move into the city. There was a lot to be done in there. So much work left to be done. There weren't, um, like, you know, stores like, okay, I'll take that store, I'll Mm -hmm. take that storefront, and I'll take that apartment. Everything had to be rebuilt. um, They had to leave, you know, what they knew behind and cost money to to have a new uh, business brought, you know, built up, cost money to have a new home built. Um, they were used to, I mean, living with their families, extended families, I'm thinking. You mm-hmm. know, of course, they would bring their immediate family with them, but they'd be leaving, you know, a lot behind probably. Well, the whole life so. they knew. Mm-hmm. You know, if you weren't a city dweller, think mm-hmm. what a culture shock that would be to come from some little village out in the middle of the desert into mm-hmm. the city of Jerusalem and be a huge change. Mm-hmm. There, there would probably be required to... Um, live a lot more under God's law and God's rules because they'd be watched maybe closer or, you know, when the whole town is going to church on <laughs> Saturday morning, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they would probably be more likely to feel like, okay, I need to do that, um, live life a little differently, maybe. A little higher standard, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably back it up, too, and ask even why people... <laughs> had to go go back to Jerusalem. Why did they have to cast lots and take volunteers for people that were going to live in Jerusalem? Remember, it was a pretty big city, and there were not a lot of people living there. So now they've rebuilt the wall, and they're, they want to repopulate, basically, the city. So that's why they 
they were casting lots and asking for volunteers. And the more people in the city provided security. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so as we, as we go along, um, we've talked a lot about the numbers of people that have returned, right? Like in the first wave, all these people were listed, the 49,000 plus the goats and the whatever. Right. Poor Rosemary and <laughs> naming the goats, but not the women. Not the women. <laughs> I know. I was going through so I went, yeah, great. They note that they have goats and they counted and them, but they didn't count the women. The women. Yeah. Or children. Or yeah. children. I yes. get the children piece, but they were women adults. Okay. <laughs> right. So, but you know, we've talked about how um, sometimes there's there are lists of all these people that have come back, and in chapter eleven, after they talk about the you know the people that are going to come and the one in ten, and um, it says uh, anyway, I I can't even see where it says, but it talks about how the the, the descendants of the tribes and the different people that are coming back and. Um, Maybe we'll just break that down a little bit, and then I can give you a total number. Like the new residents that were yes taking residence in Jerusalem. Yes. So, um, from the descendants of Judah, uh, there were a total of four hundred sixty-eight able men. And what does able men mean? Oh, so these weren't like your old gimpy men. No, No. these were the guys who were strong and. And yeah. the fighters, they were warriors. Yeah. They were able to um, to provide security. Yeah, soldiers, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you give the number? Or? Yes, four hundred sixty-eight. Yeah. And then from the descendants of Benjamin, mm-hmm. we have nine hundred twenty-eight men. This doesn't say able men. Yeah. This one just oh, says yeah. men. Yep. Now just, just men. men. Yep. I wonder if that's intentional. I've read this a dozen times, and I've never... The able men are the men who are able to fight. Okay. That was their purpose. So then from the descendants of Benjamin, like, out of the 928, did they count some of those old gimpy men, do you think? (laughs) Well, I I also know, like, when we start going back through their jobs, and I don't know if this will be true, but I wonder if Judah was part of the security teams, because they had all the able men, and if different people were assigned different things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. That's good. That was a guess. That's a good thought. Um, Okay, so then from the priests, we have 822 men. Um, Those are... uh, The Levites? Well, no. There's 800... It lists here in this passage. This is, um, if you're reading along, 10, verse 10 through 12. Excuse me, through 14. And it gives the number of 822 men, and then it follows up uh, with 242 men, and then another 128 men. And those were men who carried on the work of the temple. Mm -hmm. They had different um, leaders, that's why they were separated, I think, into different groups because the 822 uh, were under the soup, Jedediah, 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 the soup, <laughs> Jedediah, not Jedi. Not the Jedi. Uh, Jedediah. <laughs> he was a su- supervisor in the house. And then the 242 were under Adadiah, Adadiah. Oh, this is terrible. Um, he, they were, he was the heads of families. Okay. And then the 128. Amashiah were also able men. Okay. The priests. Okay. 
So that takes us there. And that's, so those are all divisions of priests then. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the Levites Mm -hmm. and there are 284 from the Levites. And then there are 172 men from the gatekeepers. And I added all that up. All right. And the grand total is... Did I say 174? I, it's 172. 72. <laughs> okay. The oh, total is 3,044 men. Mm-hmm. And that is men. That is not women. That is not children. That is not goats. Donkeys. That is men only. <laughs> men only. Right. Men only. Mm. That's a pretty good influx of people. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, to I mean, go essentially overnight to mm-hmm. grow your town by three thousand people plus their families. That's that's a population yeah. jump. It is. Yep. <clears throat> okay, now that we have that little bit of math done, <laughs> for those of you who are following along, um, then it talks about the different kinds of jobs that we had. Um. Does somebody want to touch on our jobs? Well, I just love the fact that God has this kind of detail in all of this. So for me, that says each one of those individuals that he named was important Mm -hmm. to him, which I translate to mean that I'm important like that to him too. Mm -hmm. The jobs that he gave them were important to him. So whatever he's called me to do, is important to him. You know, I really personalized that when I read it because I get get buried down in all those names sometimes. Um, So I try and think, okay, what's he saying for me and all that? Um, And and that's the way I took that. Um, I do love how important those genealogies are. That says to me how important family is to him Mm -hmm. um, as kind of an overriding, overreaching, overarching idea the family is huge but then within each one of those families the individual is is very important as well mm-hmm. so right and he does list a lot of names yeah a lot of names um yeah i mean verse 9 all the way through verse 24 there's names and what they're in charge of and right. what their positions are and these, some of these jobs are not very exciting jobs either. Well, they don't sound that way to us. I wonder if in that society perhaps they were more, um, there was more to it than we realized. Just like when you know, we found out that um, Nehemiah was a cupbearer, you know, we didn't really have a good sense of what that really meant. And when we studied and found out, well, no, you know, he's like what stands between the king and a, a poison apple. Mm-hmm. Um, that he would have been in close proximity to the king all the time because of that position. You know, we learned a lot of things that kind of changed my perception of what a cupbearer was. So that's true. You know, I think when I read about like the the singers, um, what comes to my mind is like the worship singers at our church. Well, that's not a full time kind of every day, all day long sort of job, and yet. This was their job. They were the temple Mm -hmm. singers. So I think there might have been a little more, you know, it might have been more than just what my, you know, 2019 brain is comprehending. That's true. Um, One of the ones that I liked, verse 17, Mataniah was a descendant of Asaph. 
And he, you'll find him in the Psalms as one of the songwriters and singers and directors of music. Um, and Matt and I led in thanksgiving and prayer. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That, that was pretty cool. did the same thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, and we have it here further in the um, homework. The Able Men, the Valiant Warriors from 1114. Mm-hmm. Just a quote from Ray Steadman again. Clearly Jerusalem was the city ringed with enemies and the city needed to be defended by warriors including warriors of the priestly class. Priestly class. Mm-hmm. These priests were called upon from time to time to take up their swords and shields and defend the, their city in battle. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a cool picture, like the priests are out there fighting. But this, yeah. this was that tribe. This is what, who they were talking about, yep. that we were talking about earlier. I, this is awful, but the thought that popped into, like the visual that popped into my mind, I'm a very visual person. The visual that popped into my mind was um, the priest leading the temple services, whatever that looked like, in a suit of armor. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I went to kung fu fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, my goodness. Um, But this, it just shows that there is um, a huge variety of jobs and that God is just very detailed in what he's showing and what he's revealing um, and the importance that that gives, mm-hmm. like even the mundane, right? Everything taking you to the outside of the temple, right? right. So the gardener, right? Right. The gardener's mentioned here. Yeah. 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 So what would have been your job? Oh my gosh, I want to be a singer even today. So I would have yes. loved to have been a singer. <laughs> I can't carry a tune. Yeah. See, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That just always seems so awesome to me to be able to stand up and sing for the Lord. And yeah, I it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Angie would be the relocation specialist. <laughs> oh, yeah, she would. I could do. That's probably yeah. what I would have been. Absolutely. She would have been giving tours of the town. And she said, okay, so you're coming from a farming community. You like a little space. Mm-hmm. I've got this place here. It has one wall. So there's a lot of space for you. Mm-hmm. One wall. Yeah. Opens up yeah. into the Valley of Hinnom. Right. This is the perfect match for you. Yeah, that's good. Kind of near Dungate, Gate, but the wind blows the but opposite direction. Right. No need to worry it's about okay. that. Always is downdraft, down and away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take you guys with me on my next uh, oh, tour. Oh, yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we were house hunting one time, and our real estate agent was a friend of ours. And I think we saw like nine houses one day, and we walked into one house, and it had the old intercom system. And we nicknamed it, because we tried to nickname like to the houses to That's help us remember. Yeah. And it was um, the house of the future today <laughs> that's what it was but we tested the intercoms in every single room <laughs> hello hello anyway did they still work they did work yes we thought it would be awesome to be able to not tell our kids about that <laughs> when we got moved in be like hey anyway, that's a total aside that is fun but, that's cute. but we would keep your um showings very lively Yes, yeah. sure as you were taking yeah. people through the city. I'm yeah. sorry, Angie, I couldn't go. My you... BFF is a realtor. Oh. And that would feel like I was betraying her oh, I'm by sorry. doing that. Uh-huh. Well, we never try and poach other people's clients, Terry. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> or their I BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry, what would your job be? I guess I'd have to go back, you know, to being with 
in the kitchen. I'd be one of the cooks. Um, if there was a, you know, community cook mm. kitchen. But you like cooking. I You're do. Good. Yeah. I don't want to do the dishes, <laughs> but I do like the cooking part. So I guess it would... Did, do they have cooks? Sure, one of the yeah. singers that would sing yeah. about cheese. Ah, <laughs> cheese, glorious cheese. See, you can sing, so that's why you don't care about being a singer. No. <laughs> what about you, Rosemary? What I have no me? idea. I have no idea. I was looking at that. You'd have to counsel everybody on their post-traumatic stress I'd from probably all work with PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what I would be doing. Yeah, I'd be oops. busy just walking around talking to people. Yeah. That's a great So, job. how's the move going? Yeah. Right. <laughs> How are you feeling about moving from the country to the city? Yeah. How do you if feel about well? not having a house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a gatekeeper. Are you seeing things? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think I'd be the storeroom organizer. Oh. Or I'd see you as an official, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say... Go put the grain in that pile. No, that's the wrong grain. <laughs> put it in that pile. Right. And no soup and you would for like you that. today. No soup for you. <laughs> no soup. Next. <laughs> you come back one year. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched Seinfeld, then you have no idea what we're talking about. I have not anyway. watched Seinfeld, but I know that reference. This <laughs> is yeah. hysterical. I've seen yes. that clip. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I, I liked a lot what Angie was talking about where... Um, even the most menial job means something to God. So even if you're doing something and you're the one that's setting up the chairs before the service or you're making sure everyone is feeling welcomed mm-hmm. by a smile, it, that matters to God. That's an important job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... But, oh. Did, oh. Did anyone like this applying the word here at the bottom of seven? Hit us, Terry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should I just read it? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Um, It's by uh, Chuck Swindoll. Um, uh, Putting it all together, allow me to share some timeless truths. The first one is this. Your gifts make you valuable, although not necessarily famous. If you're gifted in an area, area that will never... Wait a minute. If you reach... Oh, I'm like, each, the spotlight, don't worry about it. You are as valuable as... Madania or Uzi, and you will be just about as well known, which is like none. But relax, you are not anonymous to God. Every labor done in love is remembered by God. And I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we, if we work into the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we're not necessarily seeing, even in God's economy, how God's remembering us. But how we impact others. We're not even seeing that and how valuable that is to God. I think that's so important to remember, especially right now and especially for um, the younger people mm-hmm. um, because we live in such an instant gratification and um, just open world where, you know, you can be internet famous or, um, you know, you are caught up in your followers or your likes or your whatever, you know, there's all this pressure to be known. And really, we're already known. We're known by really the only one who matters. Um, Although living on earth and in this world, of course, we want to be known and we want to be loved. And I, I firmly believe that that is the greatest desire of people is to be known and to be loved. I think so. Um, And we do need that 
knowledge and that love, um, but God gives it. Mm-hmm. God gives it. Well, that's why all the rest is so big. People are looking for that. Mm-hmm. They're just not looking to God for it. They're mm-hmm. looking in other places. And it is important to have people in your life that know you and love you. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago, maybe even a couple months ago, time just is a big blur in my mind. Um, But in church, I don't even remember who it was that was talking. Somebody was giving a message and they said, when it comes to God, you are fully known and you are fully loved. Mm -hmm. And I thought if there is anything I want people to know, it's that they are fully known and that they are fully loved by God. Like there is nothing that I can do, that I can hide, that I can have accolades for that is not known by God and that he doesn't love me. Like he just does. And what would that, what would your life be like if you believe that completely? Like anybody, mm-hmm. how does your life change? As you know, I'm already fully in love, so I don't have to do this to get other people's love. Mm-hmm. I can just be who God created me to be. And you walk in your life differently because you've got that identity. You know who you are. That profoundly changes your life. Mm-hmm. And so this is for people who don't even do Bible study, who are just listening. Just start imagining what it would be like for you to live your life from a position of, of really complete victory mm-hmm. and knowing that you're already loved. More, you know, at, at the most you can possibly be loved, you're already loved at that level. And what would your life be like or what decisions would you be making differently mm-hmm. if you truly believe that? Yeah, if you can rest in that and yeah. know that it's all, it's there and you don't have, there's nothing you can do. That can change that. That's right. You can't, you didn't earn it in the first place, and so there's nothing you can do that will take it away. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to earn it either because mm-hmm. it's just there. It's, it's already God. there. Yeah. And you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You can't earn it. That's no that relentless what. love of God. It, 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 yeah. it, it's like even when I mess up, it's right there. It's even still, when I yeah. do it, it's, it's still always there. I can't do anything to change that. When you start living in that, where you're seeing the world that way, you're seeing yourself that way, you do things differently. You absolutely do. I think the world becomes easier. Mm-hmm. You're not as worried about uh, not getting a like. Yeah, it's it a doesn't sense matter of security. to you. Yeah, we were talking about this podcast. Like, what's your goal? <laughs> I think Suzanne <laughs> said to her friend, two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody said to me, you know, what is your goal number? Like when you've reached a certain number, Mm -hmm. you feel like you've been a success or it's worth doing longer. Um, I was like, I I don't know. I mean, we really haven't talked about it, but I would say two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or really even just one. Um, Just because of the fact that we can rest and know that, you know, if nothing else, we're sitting around with each other mm-hmm. right. um, talking about God and just kind of fleshing out life. Right. right. It's like we can't lose we on can't. this. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I just want to thank the people who are listening. Our numbers are going through the roof. We're just shocked by mm-hmm. how many people are listening and it's growing. It's more than two. Uh, oh, it's <laughs> way more than it's two. It's like a way. It's, yeah, way, way. Um, and we're just really grateful for that because we're just um, praying over this and asking that God use this according to so He's glorified. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just really appreciate you being on this journey with us. Absolutely, yeah, it's fun. very cool. When my um, son told me one day, we had the computer open and it had the, our stats up, and he said, "Mom, did you know that you have you know whatever?" And I was like, "No." 
I said, that's not right. And he said, oh, is that not enough? And I was like, that's <laughs> way too <laughs> many. <laughs> that's more than we thought. That's, that's more than I thought. I just see it with my own eyes. Yeah, but, so exciting. Um, you know, this is just a little thing that we do. This is just little. I mean, we're... We're studying this anyway, and we're in all in small groups anyway, mm-hmm. so it's a chance for us to just kind of um, sit together. Um, in the whole scheme of the world, is this a big thing? No. no. You know, no. we're not fighting famine. We're not curing cancer. You know, we're not doing those things. This is just a little thing, but I think God is pleased um, just by the fact that we're willing to sit here and, and do this yeah, and that people are, are listening and um, joining in. I think that's well, super I think cool. He's, uh, you know, please, like you said, he gave Rosemary the idea mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he grew it in her mind and her, and she thought things through and finally came to, okay, this is, I think this is really what God wants. And I know it's what God wants and um, that her obedience Mm-hmm. To hear it and to follow and to through, go with, through it. with it is amazing. But um, that's all you too. All of you said yes and responded. And that's the fun thing. Everybody that's listening, they're responding. And it's mm-hmm. it's fun thinking about people out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love when somebody comes up and says, hey, I listened to the podcast and this really hit me or this. Mm-hmm. I never thought about this before. It's like, ooh. Yeah, we've gotten you know a couple of comments and... Um, a couple of women have changed their minds about um, even attending a small group mm-hmm. so and decided to go for it. So, you know, it's encouraging. Yeah, it's fun it's, to be with everybody. And it's Definitely. fun to hear them say, we encourage them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's That's exciting great. to be a part yeah. of what God is doing in the world. Mm-hmm. It really is. So we find that excitement when we read his word. We find that excitement when we get together. And now we've got a whole nother venue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Fun times. So let me just ask one question real quickly um, before we kind of wrap things up. Um, if there is one thing that you would want the Lord to remember about your life, what would it be? Because God remembered all of these people and preserved it so that we would be able to remember it thousands of years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I picture myself before the throne of God. Um, and I'm, and there's the, there will be this judgment, mm-hmm. and Jesus will be there. And it's that in spite of all the ways I've messed up my life, I just want him to remember how much I love him. That's the yeah. only piece. It's like, I, I think that's it. It's mm-hmm. like, I'll take whatever it is. It's fine. And I won't have to because Jesus has it covered. Mm-hmm. But it's just that I love you. Just remember that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even as I'm messing things up. You know, that never changed. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Hmm. Anybody else? That's what I said, too. I just want to be known for loving him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said um, I'd like him to remember that I served him when he called me, Mm -hmm. Um, that I raised my kids to know him, Um, that I told told others about him when the opportunity arose. Those are the things that I'd like my... Pretty cool. I remember. You have such a servant heart. Yeah, you do, Terry. You do. Thank you. Uh, How about you, Suzanne? Are you going to (laughs) copy? Jesus. I can see that. (laughs) No, I mean, I just want... um, I hope that I live my life in a way... 
I try to live my life in a way that I can be an example of what God's love looks like, even just in the little things. Mm-hmm. Like we know what God love, God's love looks like in the big stuff, you know, when he's providing a house and food and whatever. But I just want to be an example of what God's love looks like in the little things. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that's what he remembers about me. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that that's a way that I'm living. I hope and pray. How about that? There you go. There you go. So, yeah. I mean, Jesus, too. (laughs) So people listening, that's a good little bit of homework for you today. What would you like the Lord to remember about your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It puts things in perspective. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if you don't even know what what you want, think on it Mm -hmm. and ask God. Mm-hmm. what he wants for you in your life because everybody's life looks different. Mm-hmm. So ask God what he wants for you. And then once you feel like you know, maybe write it on a post-it note and stick it up in your bathroom mirror so you can think about that while you're brushing your teeth. or That's a great idea. On the dash of your car mm-hmm. so that when you're getting ready to yell at somebody for cutting <laughs> you off, you can go, oh, that's not how God wants me to live. <laughs> <laughs> You might know and say, Rosemary, brush your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Or here's, um, if you don't want to put it in the bathroom mirror, Mm -hmm. you know, or you you don't want people, if you're having people over or whatever, or you often have people over, Mm -hmm. one lady that we know, she puts her like prayer requests or um, memory verse, or it could be this question, um, in a baggie, a Ziploc baggie, and then puts it on her bathroom wall. It'll stick. And it'll yeah, stick if you there. wet it and so really it so yeah. when you you guys you, you guys should have told Suzanne if you wet it and stick it. She said you gotta lick it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you don't lick the baggie, you lick no, the you tile. <laughs> okay, now it's getting mad. <laughs> As someone who's about to have all the tile ripped out of her bathroom, <laughs> yeah, that, that might not be the thing for you this time. No. Right now. Aww. I'm just thinking about the logistics of, like, how does the baggie stick to the wall? It really yeah, does. Because it it's wet. You, you get the shower wet, and then you Are you talking about, in. like, the shower wall? Yeah. yeah. The tile. Yeah, yeah. What wall were you thinking of, Suzanne? Like, I, maybe I zoned for a second, but I thought you said the bathroom wall. Isn't the shower in the shower bathroom? Wall. Yes, oh, the but I was wall. thinking like oh, I wasn't clear the drywall, like that's next to the yeah. light switch or whatever. And I'm like, what the heck is on our walls? <laughs> <laughs> the shower wall, that shower makes sense. Wall. I get that now. Yeah, t- I'm going to have to listen to this now and see if I did say shower wall or just in the bathroom. <laughs> you <laughs> made it, but it made sense uh, to me because the shower's in the bathroom. Well, you, heard, you know who, you know who it is. I know yeah, who she's yeah. talking about, yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking... I'll come clean your walls, ma'am. If, <laughs> if your drywall is like stiff. Okay. Oh, I see. That's why you'd want it by the light switch. <laughs> like, anyway. Seriously, if your drywall has stuff that will stick to it, it's a problem. That is but problem. you can cover it up with God's word if you just lick it. You can <laughs> lick it and stick it. Oh, another tip from the sisters. <laughs> oh, we're so going to edit that part out. <laughs> Sorry if I'm judgy. I don't like dirty walls. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) 
All I can think of is syrup, like on the walls, and that's what's making Sticking it stick. It. And Ew. It, no, it's oh. <laughs> so when I was a kid, one time I was at a friend's house. We lived in Central California. It was hot and dry, and it was the middle of summer, and we wanted to run through the sprinklers, and, uh, but we had gum in our mouths, and the rule at her house was that you cannot run through the sprinklers with gum, gum. okay? Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So we said, well, what are we supposed to do with the gum? And we swear her mom said, stick the gum on the wall, and they had stuck a stucco house, and so we just oh, took our no. gum and stuck it on the stucco wall. Well, guess what does not come off mm. when it's 117 mm. degrees outside? Literally, yeah. what does not come off of a stucco? Wall. Yeah. Wow. Chewed bubble gum. Yeah. Anyway. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> we got in a lot of blob. We got in, <laughs> we got in trouble for that one. <laughs> okay. On that note, would somebody like to pray for us? Maybe I need to pray. <laughs> All y'all out there pray for us. <laughs> yes, please. Jesus, thank you. Um, thank you that we can be messy and I'm just way messy, Lord, (laughs) Um, but that we can be real. And we just thank you that you remember us and that you remembered us and known us from the start and that we are fully known and that we are fully loved and that there is nothing that we can do to outrun you. There is nothing that we can do to shame you. There's nothing that we can do to make you so mad that you would not love us, Lord. You may not love our actions, but you love us. And you have loved us from the start before we were born, Lord, before we were in our mother's womb, you loved us and you knew us and you love us now. And thank you for that. God, I pray that the women who are listening and the men who are listening and the kids who are listening, Lord, for anyone who can understand these words, God, I just pray that you would put the knowledge in their hearts, God, that, um, that they matter and that no matter what it is that their job is, um, if it's being the street sweeper, if it's the president of the United States, if it's a teacher, a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad, if it's somebody who's out of work, God, it doesn't matter what we do, but you know us and we matter to you and the way that we live our lives and the way that we represent you, Lord, that they matter. And I thank you for that, that we are known. God, I just pray that you would um, just go before us, that you would make your paths clear for us, God, as we think about what it is that um, we would want you to remember about us, God. I just pray that you would make that clear to us, and I pray that you would um, help remind us of that, Lord, throughout our days and weeks so that we can keep our focus on you and um, just the way that we love people and the way that you love us. I thank you for all the opportunities, Lord, that you are going to present and that you have presented to us in the past, God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 And cut. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.